The greatest Olympic swimming race of all time. It's the men's 100 meter butterfly final at the 2008 Beijing Olympic Games. And when we're talking about the greatest of all time, we're talking about none other than Michael Phelps. He's won 28 Olympic medals, 23 of them gold, and the men's 100 butterfly final, he won by only one one hundredth of a second. You can't get any closer than that. It's the slimmest of margins in any kind of competition, and it was an incredible race that we're gonna dive into in just a sec. But first, let's overview the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Michael Phelps. He was born June 30, 1985. He stands at 1.93 meters tall, about six foot four inches, and he weighs in at 88 kilograms, just under 200 pounds. And what makes this race so incredible is not only the fact that he won by one one hundredth of a second, the slimmest of margins, but he had an incredible race, a show off, an incredible challenger, Milorad Kavic of Serbia. Adding into the fact that Michael Phelps was doing an incredibly tight and challenging schedule. He had eight Olympic finals to compete in, 17 races, because remember, some of these races had a prelim and a semifinal and a final race. And the 100 butterfly was the seventh swim of his competition. As you can see, his lineup was really, really aggressive. Starting out with a 400 IM, he's got the two free, the two fly, the two IM and then the 100 butterfly. This is really significant, not only because he had so many races, but he was six for six in gold medals, winning with a world record performance in every single race leading up to this 100 butterfly. So he was fatigued, whereas the rest of the heat was not fatigued like he was. Add in the fact that Ian Crocker was in the lane next to him, the defending world record holder and his American teammate. So you have all of the ingredients for the perfect storm and the ultimate challenge for the greatest of all time. But he is called the greatest of all time for a reason. So let's get into the race mechanics itself. This is the 100 butterfly, 50 meter long course pool, this dive in, and immediately Michael Phelps is actually behind. The first 15 meters, 25 meters of any race is not his strongest suit. Michael Phelps is known to finish the race super, super hard. Kavik, on the other hand, his, his competitor in the lane right next to him, is the strongest at the very first part of the race. He is incredibly fast, he's like a bullet off the blocks, super explosive underwater dolphin kick, and he takes the lead immediately. Going into the first 50, Kavik touches in 23.42. He takes 16 strokes to get there. Michael Phelps, on the other hand, takes 16 strokes as well, but he's in 24.06. In fact, Michael Phelps actually turned in seventh at the 50 meter turn, and it didn't look very promising with 50 meters to go. On the second 50 is where some of the magic started to happen. Kavik comes home in 27.1. Solid, solid. Not as fast as 26.5 by the bullet from Baltimore, Michael Phelps, and he took 19 strokes. And so if we analyze the two of their swims, obviously Michael Phelps came back like a train, but it all happened with only one more stroke. And if you look at the finish, you can't, you can't get any more cinematic than when both of their arms are coming into the wall. Kavik takes a long floater stroke from the flags into the wall in the final few meters. He only takes one stroke to take 18 total on the second 50, whereas Michael Phelps takes that extra stroke, has an explosive lunge into the wall with two hands, 
and that is just enough to touch out Millerad Kavik. Now, when you look at this at this race, at the finish specifically, Michael Phelps was actually losing for 99.9% .9 of the race. He only takes over the lead at the very, very last second. And that really is what makes this race so incredible because all hope is lost. As we saw in the beginning of the race, he was behind by over half a second. 0.6 and that in a 100 meter race in just a 50 that's actually pretty significant he's losing by almost a body length and even coming off the turn it still doesn't look very good at 75 meters with only 25 meters to go most of the audience is starting to lose faith in fact if you look at the video his coaches his parents everyone really thinks that the race is pretty much over and phelps is going to settle for second place but no the greatest of all time does not disappoint and comes into the wall finishing in first for gold. It's no world record, but he did have a world record holder in the heat. And what makes the rivalry between Michael Phelps and Kavik so uh, incredible is the fact that in the following year, the rivalry continued in the 2009 Rome World Championships with the polyurethane suits, if you remember that. Michael Phelps does break the world record. He touches in 49.82. And Kavik, also the second man to ever go under 50 seconds, 49.95. At the time of this video, this is still the world record at 49.82, 10 years later. Uh, some names, <clears throat> Caleb Dressel, might have a chance to challenge that in the near future, but time will tell. And if we look at the stroke count, because uh, that's where the difference happened in 2008. In 2009, Michael Fouts was 17 strokes on the way down, 18 strokes on the way back. Kavik was 17 on the way down and 19 on the way back. So you might be thinking, well, how does that happen? How come he takes more strokes, but he goes slower, whereas Michael Phelps took more strokes and went faster? A lot of it has to do with body position, fatigue, the distance per stroke. Obviously, um, when Kavik went the 49.9, he was out in a 22.6, I believe. So that's out ridiculously fast. Uh, Michael Phelps was out in 23.3 to come back in the same time. So the key difference between 2008 and 2009 was that opening speed, and he did it in one more stroke. And both of these guys were able to go out faster, keeping the same distance per stroke, but with their stroke rate, they were able to up that, and they were able to go faster on the first 50. So that's a high-level overview of the greatest Olympic swimming race of all time. And it wasn't the time necessarily, because going a 50.58 is certainly not the fastest of its time. It wasn't the world record, but he won by one one-hundredth of a second, winning seventh gold medal, seven for seven, which tied Mark Spitz, the greatest Olympian of all time before Michael Phelps. It had never been done. And as we know, Michael Phelps went on to rewrite history in the final four by 100 medley relay doing butterfly in that leg, splitting a 50.1. And that right there put him at eight for eight in gold medals. Michael Phelps finished his career with 28 Olympic medals, 23 of them gold, and he won over 30 world championship medals and over 20 from the Pan Pacific Championships, and he will go down as the greatest of all time. If you like that analysis of this greatest Olympic swimming performance, we do have another video, the greatest Olympic relay of all time, when Jason Lezak split a 46.06. .06. If you want my commentary on that, check it out in the description. If you want more videos like this, tell us what you like, leave it in the comments below. Until next time, that was Whiteboard Wednesday, talking about the greatest Olympic swimming performance of all time, Michael Phelps. 
Take it easy. Later. Bye.